nightmares again last night. And I wish you were here. I want to dismiss them, to say they're just dreams, but I don't believe it. It's Tarjan, the mad god, the dead god. Tarjan, the mad rising from the darkness, his ether beast behind and beside him, slavering and hungry. Tarjan's hand stretches out toward me, and I'm afraid. The destroyer is in front of me. Of course I'm afraid. But then there's something else. Something behind me. I can feel it, though I don't dare to look. That would mean turning away from the dark god in front of me, and I dare not. The thing behind me moves in strange ways. The air around me starts to smell burnt, and Tarjan is reaching past me to the thing behind. I'm in between, in every way frozen as the sky turns to fire and the sounds of battle surround me. Finally, I manage to tear my gaze away, to look down. And that's when I see it. The door. I'm standing on it. It's enormous, covered in gears and runes and sigils, glowing with magic, and it stretches into the distance like a vast and complex plane. The handle is a tower, far to my left, and I hear a sound like thunder that can only be the lock coming undone. That's when I wake, covered in sweat, alone and full of dread. But what am I even afraid of? Everyone fears the mad god, yet something was opposing him. What was it? And the door, is it the way out? The way to escape these threats? Or does it lead to them? The dreams keep coming, but I have no answers to these questions. And I don't know who else to ask. So many questions. Who is Tarjan? What is an eager beast? And just what was it that was behind that door? Will this podcast answer those questions? Will this podcast even address those questions? You deserve to trust me. I'm an adventurer.
Findor, you're sitting in a place called Bloody Drews. It's a rough and tumble tavern not all that far away from your offices. It's named, of course, for the manner of demise of the previous owner, a man named Drew. I miss Drew. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I have impartial feelings about Drew. Well, he liked you. He liked you. He was fond of you. He was fond. I wasn't unfond of him, but he was always a bit gruff. It's early afternoon. The local hardworking crowd has just started to meander in. You are waiting for Geldor to return. You knew that he had some some work lined up. I carefully walk into the establishment, stepping over a passed out drunkard in the doorway as I do. Waving excitedly as I notice Findor. Findor! Findor! Oh, ah. I catch his eye across the room. I, like... I sit down at the seat next to him and plunk a back of coin onto the bar. Well, what is this? We have a mission. A Good. mission. All right. So, well, what are the details? Do you know the archaeological dig up at the cold ruins? Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I've heard of it. So apparently some of my old classmates were involved in that. And there's been word that old, old clockwork Jenkins isn't running like clockwork and they need someone to investigate. Wait, what do you mean clockwork Jenkins isn't running like clockwork? That's why they call him clockwork Jenkins. That's exactly why they call him clockwork Jenkins. But he's not. He's not clockwork Jenkins anymore. Well, he was supposed to he was supposed to arrive with a, a big a big boat of supplies, just a, a huge ship of supplies. Uh, food and grog and and all sorts of things that they needed, but he hasn't shown up. Hmm. Supplies that never made it. Interesting. Now you want to know the best part about that? Oh yeah. They've offered us 200 coin to find out, and they've already given us 100. Half up front. Good. I like that. All right. What do we what do we know about this expedition? Was he... Do we know anything about the crew, about the ship, about the route? We don't. Hmm. I mean, we know, we know that he was supposed to be bringing back things, and I think he brought things back, but I only heard that he didn't arrive with the items. Do we know... So he never made it to, to the site? Is that correct? That's what they say. Ah, I see, I see. Well, and he took the river, right? He took the river. It's about a, uh, how, how long is the, the track? It's, uh, it's about, it's about five days up the river. Five days? Five days. That's a long track. Yeah, if you go, um by horse or anything. You can probably get up in about a day or two on uh, on ship. On ship. Right, right, right. I bet I could build a ship. We could charter a ship. We could charter a ship. We could charter a ship. Because if he never mm. made it up, we, we gotta come across it, right? Well, if he, if he was going there by ship, then I imagine we could probably find something at the docks. Seems easy enough. 
Let's go to the docks. Let's go get a ship. Let's get a ship. I want to buy a ship. Let's charter a ship and start there. Okay. You're heading towards the docks. Are you going straight to the docks or are you stopping, provisioning, anything like that on the way in? On the way in? Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll stop somewhere and get provisions for like, you know, um, a week's journey. If it's like two days up, two days back, a little pad time just to be, you know, safe. But nothing like particular or special. Ooh, I want to get a jar of that brown stuff. Well, you have 10 jars of that brown stuff at home. Oh. But I want a new jar for the trip. Why don't you go get some of your old jars and bring those for the trip? And then you can like rotate stock and get some new ones when you get back. You're so smart, Sinzor. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Uh, we collect the brown stuff. We get some brown stuff, jars of brown stuff. I don't know what brown stuff is, but we'll find out. The port is is fairly bustling. It always is. Deva is probably the most populated and most traveled to city in the whole continent. You're at the docks. You see a couple of ships coming in, unloading, a couple of ships going out. And you see the, the harbor master, a guy by the name of Slowpoke Eddie, who's waving people right. around and generally looking kind of grim. Do you have any contacts on the in the harbor or are you just i mean you know the harbor master he's someone that you've interacted with in the past anybody else do you have a a ship guy that you normally work with or do you just go to the harbor master and see what's up uh i think from my part we just go to the harbor master and see what's up can't speak for guild it's better to just contract independently yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you flag down slowpoke eddie he nods in your general direction as you're approaching. He's one of those guys that he'll, he'll carry on a conversation with you, and at the same time, he'll just stop suddenly and start barking in order at someone that you can barely see. It's like, Findor, hey. It's, uh, it's been a long time, man. Slowpoke, how are you? You're looking... Hi, Slowpoke. Looking a little grim. What's going on, buddy? Oh, it's always busy here. Wow, working hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's if there's a new trading season starting up or what's going on. Ships in, ships out. What's uh what's up with you guys? How's the how's the problem solving business? Oh, you know, full of problems. And solving. Guess that's a good way to be if you're a problem solver. Oh, yeah, it that's is. The way it is slowpoke. So we have a problem that you may happen to have a little bit of info on before we get, you know, down to business. Yeah. What uh what's up? Well, when was the last time you saw Clockwork Jenkins? Kind of turns his head to one side and he he's thinking and he looks worried in a way that you generally haven't ever seen him before. He says, you know, now that I think about it, I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Generally, if he's not out on a supply run or a regular one, he says something. You know, he says, oh, I'll be gone for a month. We're going over going over to the other continent or something. Yeah, it's been a while. Hmm. Why is, is something something happened? When was the last time you saw him? Do you remember exactly when that was? Says you know, thinking about it, it probably has been it's probably been three weeks since I, I saw him leave. Generally, on university runs, he's gone for he's gone for about a week and a half. Hmm. 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 
this doesn't sound clockworky at all. No, not at all. Do, do people think something happened? Well, no one's seen him. No one's heard from him. He never reported back. He left with his supply ship, and then he never made it to the dig site. Right. I wonder if something's going on at the dig site. Let me think. The last time he came back to port, he brought a fair number of people with him. You know, normally he comes up and and you might get one or two people from the university swapping out with the people that are already there. But this last time that he came back, now that you now that you mention it, he came back with quite a few people. And I don't think he took really anybody up there. So I wonder if something's going on with the dig itself. Interesting. Interesting. Uh and I, I look over to uh, Geldor and, and then I, you know, ask him, like, um, you know, have any of your, uh, you know, former colleagues at the university said anything about anything odd at the site? I haven't heard anything about anything odd at the site, but, hmm. Interesting. Hey, Slowpoke, are there any archaeological ships in the harbor now with, Anyone from the university that we could talk to? I don't think there are any any university ships. They generally just caught, they just uh, coordinate with Jenkins, but uh, they do have an outbuilding here where they store supplies and and anything they bring back that they haven't taken back to the to the university itself. It's over, and he gestures off uh, a little ways off the main drag. You see a, a smallish building. It looks like a warehouse. And it has the university symbol. That looks like a very large building for a private place to poop. Kind of gives you an odd look. And then he gives Geldor a look, or Findor a look. Like, oh, what's with this guy? He knows you guys fairly well, but every once in a while, Geldor, you manage, you manage to throw him for a loop. I throw a lot of loops. I took a class in it. And he says, uh, so I don't, I don't know who's there or even if there's anybody there. It could be locked up tight for all I know. Well, we're going to go uh, give that a look, see if we can talk to anyone. In the meantime, do uh, you think you could help us secure a, a ship to take us up river? Passage? Yes, we need to build a ship. You need to build a ship. We're going to do that later. We need to charter right a ship. Now, charter a ship. Yes. I forgot. Uh, it might be a little rough to find somebody to get you all the way up to the, the cold ruins, which is where I'm assuming you're going. But uh, I'll ask around. I'll see what I can do. That's great. That's great. We're going to go talk to them, and we'll catch up to you. Like, okay? All right, man. No, no, put that down. Yelling at some, some dock worker. Yeah, so we're going to go, and we're going to walk over to the, uh, the warehouse and see if we can see if anyone's there, anyone's working, it's a quartermaster, something like that. Uh, yeah, so as you, as you approach, you realize the building is not white as big as you initially figured it to be it's just kind of a it's big but it's not you know it's not the type of thing that that a merchant house or something would have and there are indeed some lights on i am a university alum so we can go in yeah alum might be a generous uh generous description there i attended uh yeah you pop the pop the door open and and in you go and you see a grand total of one person inside when you walk in. Outside of that, it kind of looks like the the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Crates and you know, scribbling on the outside and just stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff. Uh, is there anything I can just sort of see at a glance that's like interesting? 
or does it all seem pretty benign? No, no, it's... These are boxes that are going to be inspected by the university's top men. Top men. Top. You know, the writing is is small and, and kind of sketchy on the outside of it, so you can't really read anything in the, the boxes themselves, and everything is sealed. You don't see a single thing that's that's opened up. As you uh, as you guys walk in, the one person that's in there pops his head up and kind of squints at you a little little oddly. Says Geldor, and you realize that it is one of your former classmates, a guy by the name of Tarsh. Tarsh, how have you been? Good, good. What what are you doing here? I haven't seen you in forever since uh, since the unpleasantness. Yeah, well, I've been good. We cannot talk about the unpleasantness. Goes hand in hand with the time that some guy stole my bike. They've repaired all the fire damage. It's it's fine now. Well, yeah. Well, Findor and I have a job. Good. I mean, I figured you'd need something to fill up your days after the university. Well, it's it's from the university. Oh, really? I well, I I did so good in my studies of investigation that they contacted Findor and I to investigate. And we're investigating the disappearance of Clockwork Jenkins, who frankly doesn't even deserve the title of Clockwork Jenkins anymore. Jenkins is missing? He's missing. I assume that he was he was up at the ruins for for something or other. And uh, it didn't really occur to me that he hadn't been hadn't been back. Do you have any ideas what, what might have happened to him? Well, he apparently did come back, and he kept dropping things off, but his last return trip never happened. He left, but he never got to the ruins. You might say his trip was ruined. Seems uh, inappropriate. You're inappropriate in this situation. <laughs> I, it didn't really click with me that I haven't seen him in, in longer than I should have. So what are you what are you guys planning on doing? Well, we're going to go look for him. We're going to head up the river and see if we can find his ship. But uh, when, when did you say the last time you saw him was? Uh, so a bunch of us gave up on the ruin in, uh, in the last couple of weeks. He came up about a month ago. And we came back with him. That was about three weeks back. He was headed back to the ruins like he usually did. And that was the last I saw him. Why did you give up on the ruins? There's a lot of stuff going on up there. We were kind of thinking that maybe some bandits had moved into the area. We were going to come back. We were going to bring everything that we, we had managed to accumulate from the ruins that we hadn't sent back already. We brought it all back at once. We were planning on you know, putting together a more beefy expedition. And we were going to go back with them probably and, you know, give them some time. Maybe they just get bored and leave and then show up in a little bit more force. And then hopefully, if anybody was still there, we could we could send them packing. Did you ever see these bandits? No, we never saw anybody. It was the strangest thing. We could set watches. I think we might have even tried to set some magical wards at one point or another. Things would show up missing. Food would go missing. Nobody really understood Hmm. Do you think Clockwork Jenkins was stealing the food? Well, he was bringing us the food, so it'd be kind of weird to steal it then. He could just not give it to us. Oh. 
that's an excellent point. Were you stealing the food? I was eating some of it, but we were allowed to. Hmm. That's a good explanation. Well, I don't know about you, Findor, but I'm fairly stumped. I say we take the coin and get drinks. Well, we, we have to get a ship. Oh, that's right. We were going to build a ship. Uh, well, eventually. That's right. We're going to build the ship. After. 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 You know, guys, I, I wish I had more that I could help you with. If you find out what happened to Jenkins, if he's... Let me know what you find. Hmm. Well, I suppose the next logical step is to head in the direction of the dig site and see if we can find anything on the way. But I don't want to walk the rest of the way from wherever the ship ends up. Well, we'll, we'll just sail up. Let's build a horse. Can't do that. Not possible. Everything is possible if you just believe. I, uh... When we get there, I will magic us a horse. You do that. In the meantime, I look at Tarsh and I like uh, I thank him for his time. Uh, tell him we'll let him know what we find, and uh, you know we're, we're kind of. I toss him a coin. So yeah, I head back to the docks um, to try and uh, get our charter ship. So All right. Go. So uh, so you find Slowpoke Eddie again. Says, fellas, I uh, I have some good news. There's a ship that has about five days before their next their next thing. They're willing to take you up. They wouldn't be able to have a full complement of crew, but you know they can get you there. That's great. Let's do it. All right, and he he leads you down the docks. It's not the biggest wreck of a ship you've ever seen, but it is definitely something that you wouldn't be very comfortable if you were on the ship and they they sailed out past where you can see the land. But it definitely looks like uh, like it'll get you up the river. There's a guy standing at the uh, at the gangplank, just kind of waving you over. Captain Jimble of the what's the name of the ship? The old rat. So he uh, he waves you up on board, and and Slowpoke Eddie's like, "All right, you guys can uh, you can negotiate with him. I've got a I got to go do a thing." And he hurries off, yelling at some other folk. And uh, the captain, who suspiciously sounds like everybody else that you've talked to tonight, because I'm terrible at doing voices, says, you're going all the way up to the ruins, eh? Yes, 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 yes. We're looking for, a, for an individual that was supposed to go up and come back, but never came back. Yeah, that's, uh, that's most of the stories I hear about people that go to the ruins. You hear stories? I want to hear the stories when we're traveling. All right, I'll tell you some stories. I've got more than a few. I think they will be highly informational and also soothing. The job captaining a, a cargo ship is is pretty calm, so yeah, soothing's probably a good word. And he says, "Well, we can uh, we can set sail in about uh, in about two hours." Perfect. That's perfect. How many are in your crew? We got five for the most part, but we can sail with just two. So my first mate is down at this place called Bloody Drews that he really likes. I sent one of my people out to grab him, and he and I can maintain the ship. Excellent. You know that old saying, it only takes two to maintain a dead rat. <laughs> You're all right, kid. You know that? Oh, I like you, too. I think we're going to be friends on this trip. Yeah, probably. Uh, so do you guys do anything to fill up the two hours, or do you just kind of hang out and 
and wait. Yeah, I think I just like you know find a bar and get a drink, kill a couple hours that way. So the uh, the time passes pretty uneventfully, and eventually you find yourselves on the ship and underway. You know the captain settles down with you. He guys shows you uh, you know the front cabin. There's uh, there's the hammocks that the crew's normally in, and he gives you the run of the place. He and the first mate have separate smaller cabins out in the back. You know, it's it's getting well into evening at this point. It says we can't go can't go super far tonight, but we'll get we'll get a ways up the river and away from the away from the town well enough and and we'll be underway in full tomorrow morning. Excellent. Uh, we of course need somebody on watch the entire time. You know, we don't want to pass anything that might you know give us a clue. Of course, of course. Right. Would you like first or second watch? Uh, second watch. I suppose that means I'll take first watch. Yes, correct. Yes. yes. Thank you for listening to Trust Me, I'm an Adventurer. Here's a moment to take a few words from our sponsors. We here down at Bloody Drews like to welcome everybody in with a fresh cup of grog. If you don't get a fresh cup of grog as you enter Bloody Drews, then the next cup of grog is going to be on the next donut because Bloody Drews probably going to be dead pretty soon. Step on in if you dare. Geldor, you're taking first watch. What do you uh, what do you do to keep yourself occupied? I will. Hmm. I'll watch this. No, I can't watch the stars. That will keep me distracted from actually watching. I'll keep an eye out for anything suspicious on the route, but I'll also very casually sort of practice spells with my wand. And then Findor, second watch rolls around. And how are you keeping yourself occupied? I just have a routine, you know, I can check this, then I check this, and I just sort of go through those paces. Then it is morning, and Geldor, just as the first light creeps into that front room, you're sleepy, and you're, you know, you've got that, like, it's bright, and it's shining right on me, so it's almost impossible for me to get back to sleep, but I really wish I could. That's when you hear the splashing. And Findor, you're, you know, you're roaming about the ship, just doing your routine, checking X and Y and Z, and you're on, you know, the far side. You're closer to the back of the ship where where the captain's quarters are. You hear it too. All of a sudden, it starts to sound like clanking. And you realize that someone is in the river next to the ship trying to scramble up it. I jump out of bed and race out to the side of the boat to see what's happening. Yeah, rush over to the side of the boat, see what I can see. It's exactly what you see or what you thought. It is there's someone, someone he's waded out into the, the muddy part of the river near the ship and he's he's trying to get himself a finger hold he's trying to get anything to get up on the on board and he looks he looks extremely panicked i uh, i call out to him and i'm like hey 
Hey, what are you doing? He looks up, but he hadn't noticed you. He's he's very focused on on what was right in front of him. So he didn't even notice the two of you peering over the over the deck at him. And he looks up and he says, says, Sue, Sue, I need I, I, I need help. Please, please let me on board. Please help me. They're coming. Who's coming? He looks over his shoulder. He looks into the woods. He says, my brothers, or they once were. Sue, Sue, please, please let me on board. Please help me. And you realize that Sue that he keeps saying. I can cast a spell and see if we can see his brothers in the distance. I can cast a light spell into the forest. Okay, well, it's, it's getting bright. Well, I can make it brighter. Okay. Do you want to cast a spell? No, that's fine. I did. I, no, I did totally forget that it was getting bright. <laughs> I just needed to respond like that. <laughs> the way he keeps saying that word Sue over and over again. He is a member of an organization that everyone has kind of heard of, but not too awful many people have, have actually seen. He is a member of an organization called the Warriors of Sue. Sue is some word that predates the apocalypse. You know, this, this world ended several centuries ago and fell completely into barbarism. And it's only been in recent years that it's really clawed its way back into, into a civilized world. And the Warriors of Sioux, everyone kind of gets the impression that they think they're continuing on some tradition, but they don't really know anything about it. Records of what happened before the apocalypse are basically non-existent. There's a handful of words that people know, and, and that's it. So they're either the people who are carrying on some ancient tradition, which is the only thing that's that's made it till now, or they're just they know a handful of things and they put it together into some kind of of new religious warrior order, and that's that's him. That's who he is. Mm. Mm. There are a lot of very different stories about them. Sometimes they're just described as as a, a perfectly normal, if kind of eccentric, uh, group. And other times they are described as just monsters and almost literally monsters. And nobody really knows why the stories you hear about them are as different as they are. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think we should let him up onto the boat. I'd like to hear more of what he's going through. What do you think? Well, we can't be too careful. We could let him up, but we should probably secure him just in case. Hmm. Does I can I see if he has any obvious like implements of destruction like a sword? He's got a sword on his on his hip. We'll let you up if you surrender your sword. Anything, anything, just please. Uh, all right. So yeah, I secure a rope to, uh, you know, like the mast or a crossbeam or something, and I, I toss him down a rope. Yeah, there's like a retractable ladder or something that's right yeah. there that you can, you know, rope ladder or something. You've never seen anyone look so relieved in your entire life. And he scrambles up it and he's he didn't even wait for you. He's pulling the ladder up behind him the second he clears the railing. And just as he does, you see two more people appear at the tree line. And this is a fairly heavily wooded area. So the tree line is not very far away from the edge of the river. It is two more people in the same attire that he's wearing. These are our two additional warriors of Sioux. 
What, what does a warrior of Sioux look like? What is their dress like? In a very, uh, in a very John Travolta-ish Saturday Night Fever leisure suit, but tattered from walking through the woods. On the uh, on the breast <laughs> of their of their leisure suit, they have their their emblem, which is sort of embroidered uh, quite large over the breast of it. Cool. Yeah. So he's got his white but muddy and tattered suit and you can see underneath there's there's very clearly some mail and they all have very unkempt pompadours unkempt pompadours it's amazing these guys are going to look amazing that's like i don't know it's like a band name or something (laughs) we are the unkempt pompadour uh if you google unkempt pompadour you get some interesting interesting responses our heads I'm definitely gonna have to do that. Do it. You should tell him. Yeah, I've I've got to check. Oh god, this guy's got finger wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck? What is this? Wow. Fascinating. All right. Two more of these these guys come out out of the tree line, and they're they're not walking very steadily, but they're moving pretty quickly. And you realize, just looking at these three people, this is why those stories are like that. Because the guy who's up on the boat with you looks like a normal guy. And these two things approaching look like monsters. Something has happened to them. They still look human, but just looking at them, something's wrong. Their fingers are longer. Even from a distance, you can see that they look more like claws. Their faces are drawn. Their skin is extremely pale. They're moving like they only know about walking from watching someone else and haven't quite mastered it. And they are headed towards the boat. They are very clearly looking at him. Have we have we set sail yet? Are we still it's moored? Still moored. The... Yeah, the, the captain and the first mate haven't. Yeah, I, I want to unmoor us. <laughs> yeah, as fast as possible. This seems like the type of thing we need to make a roll for. Mm-hmm. Let's make a defy danger int. So roll plus int. Uh, that's on 11. You have got some ship experience in your in your past. Makes sense. You're you're the guy who's been around and done everything. I'm on my way around the boat. I know how to treat a ship. You you don't even have any questions. You weigh anchor. You get the mast uh, furled pretty quickly. And these things are, are moving and they're pretty close, but yeah, you're able to, to push away pretty quickly. And yeah, so the, the ship is moving, you're going up river. So it's, it's kind of slow going, but uh, you, you managed to put a little bit of distance between, between yourselves and, and these things. And they're, they're waiting after you. They, they seem pretty relentless. I don't know what spell for this. If you know a spell for it, what uh, what are you going to do? I could freeze the water around them behind us. Well, there's no way this could go wrong. Not at all. Okay, so I know a spell is whenever you want to create a magical effect, scribe to the GM what you want your spell to achieve, and I will tell you the cost, the risk, and the consequence of your spell if it's successfully cast. So on a 10 plus, even with only a partial memory of how to cast it, you cast the spell at the cost, risk, and consequence. 
Uh, on a seven through nine, you manage to wrangle enough details from your memory on how to cast a spell and you create the desired effect, but you also suffer the cost. And in addition, I will tell you of a secondary magical effect you cause. And then on a six or less, uh, you will describe an additional magical effect in addition to the first one you wanted and you achieve both. But they went terribly wrong. Oh, fun. Okay, so so wait, what do I need to tell you and what do I need to roll? Uh, so describe to me what it is that you, you want to do. I want to create a localized ice cube around the Knights of Sioux in the river without affecting the rest of the water. Okay, so you want to make freeze them in just their own little little spot. Yes. Um, okay, so I am going to say that the risk and the consequence of the spell is that you won't necessarily have any control over what happens to them after the spell is cast. So you could freeze them in the water, but it's entirely possible that the current will carry them someplace and, and you'll lose track of them, which ultimately mm. might be what you're looking for right now. I'll still do it. All right. So roll plus int. Yep. And you rolled a three. The way you gain experience in this is uh, whenever you fail a roll, you gain a point of experience. So mark yourself a point of experience. What's going to happen is that you are going to describe an additional magical effect that happens in addition to them freezing. Um, it it creates... Oh. I'm trying to be realistic with this here. It goes awry and unfortunately partially freezes the section of river up to us into slush. What happens is you cast your spell to freeze them and it works exactly as you expect it to. They are, they're in like little, little individual cocoons up to the waist. They're unfortunately not moored to anything on the bottom of the, of the riverbed. So one of them just swishes away down river. You're not all that far outside of Deva right now. So it's entirely possible that you just uh, you just sent Slowpoke Eddie uh, a little present that he's not going to be very happy about. You freeze the river into into a very, very icy, slushy mess. And it the first thing that happens is that the ship rocks really, really hard. You know, it, it almost feels like it ran into something. The amount of momentum that it loses very suddenly is is pretty unpleasant. And you're both knocked down. And actually, all three of you are knocked down because the the warrior of Sue who's normal is on the on the ship here with you. That's the point where you you hear some shouting coming from the the captain first mate's cabins because they hadn't even woken up yet. And they come stumbling out a second later, seem very very confused. And the captain kind of runs up to you. He's like the hell is going on here who's this why did we why have we moved what is happening well it's kind of a funny story glad you asked uh this is i look over at him i'm like um this is what what's your name oh my apologies i was i was terrified by my my brethren where are my manners my name is Joshua. This is Joshua. Uh, we woke up to him climbing on the ship. Weird. Weird, I know. But, and then I point off, um, you know, uh, uh, aft to the frozen knights of Sue, and I'm like, 
these uh, things were after him and seemed poor form to leave him to them. Uh, so he came on board and, and then they came after the ship. So we set sail and well, I'll let uh, Geldor explain the rest. And then, well, I decided that I could try and stop the things that were pursuing us with some magic I know, and it went a little not great, which, you know, happens with magic sometimes, but it's, you know, it sent one of them away from us, but it also may have kind of sort of iced the river. So, you know, I want to focus on the positive here. <laughs> one of the weird things is, is gone, uh, and we're not dead. So let's, uh, let's really focus on what we got working for us. <sighs> Small miracles, I guess. And as, as you're telling the captain this, the first mate is checking out the work that you did on, uh, on setting the ship up. And he's like, for, for a rush job, you did really well at this. Didn't realize that you were, you were an old sea salt. I know how to treat him right. And he looks around and, and he kind of calls out from the front of the ship. It looks like the slush clears up a couple of hundred yards ahead. And and he puts in some work to uh, get you folks through it. So the ship kind of lurches back into into motion while you and the captain are talking. Comes like, well, I'm not really a fan of you letting anybody on my ship, even if they've got uh, whatever the hell that thing is down there on our tail. Seriously, what is he? And why does he look like he's wearing the same outfit you are? And Joshua looks looks back, and he looks he looks extremely sad. That was that was one of my brothers. They fell to well, we call it the wassail. It happens to us sometimes. We just stop being human. Hmm. It's just very fortunate for me that your ship happened to be happened to be paused here and you hadn't set way again. I didn't have a lot of strength left in me when when I found you. How many how many were in your party? How many are out there? Says so just the three of us. Where were you coming from? We're traveling along the the northern reach of the Hillfollow River. We were coming from uh, a number of small farming communities, and and we were headed towards Deva, just for resupply and and a bit of of recreation. There are a couple of other warriors of Sioux there, and and we were going to meet up with them, and then probably head back out into the field. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, uh, here's what we're what? doing. We're heading up upstream to the cold ruins. You know, you're welcome to stay on until we get there, or we can let you off. Findor, we should ask him what he knows about the cold ruins. Ooh, good point. And he, he kind of watches the two of you have that conversation, and, and he looks profoundly unhappy. Well, I'm afraid I don't know much about them. All I know about them is that it's cold and it's rainy and, and mysterious. I know, I know the ruins are from before. And I know it's supposed to be pretty spooky up there, but all things mm. considered. And he looks back down towards towards his uh, his former friend in the river. He says, all things considered, thank God stay with you if you'll have me. Hmm. Hmm. I think we could have him. I sort of look towards the captain, like inquisitively, inquisitively like uh, sort of trying to gauge his. Uh, he doesn't look really thrilled with any of this, and he's he's splitting his attention between helping the first mate, but he notices you looking his way, and he just kind of shrugs. 
look, I don't know what the hell happened. If you're if you're fine with him staying and you'll take the risk, he just kind of waves it off. He's like, man, I really I had to have a talk with Eddie about who he sends my way for for commissions. Well, we've also got to have a talk with Eddie about who he commissions to us, man. The captain and the first mate keep the ship going and you get to the ruins without incident. Along the river, there's a dock. You can see university markings on it and a trail leading away from it towards the ruins. The ruins are visible in the distance. They're quite large. The captain informs you that you have about a day and a half before he has to depart. So by tomorrow's evening, he has to go and you'll need to be back. He tells you to take Joshua with you. Okay, come on, Joshua. As you near the encampment, something blocks your path. It's a dog, an enormous dog, black fur, tall, barrel-chested, flames wreath its paws, its eyes glow, and it snarls. 